You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Along with James, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THP. <laughs> it wasn't a funny game. James, for those of you that are listening on the audio side, James was just a little too high. You couldn't see the top of his head. So he very slowly just pushed the button on his chair to go down. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is our official sponsor of this podcast and all of THPN. We appreciate them being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Um, the Stars lose by a final score of 6-3 to three tonight, although the score was not really indicative of what really happened in the game tonight, James. Uh, yeah. Really frustrating game, but not because the Stars necessarily played bad. They just made a couple of stupid mistakes individual yeah. mistakes that kind of cost them the game tonight yeah and it was just a and like you said it was just a few and edmonton just capitalized on those and really the game was honestly quite enjoyable for 50 minutes <laughs> so it, it was it was a nice game to watch i thought overall it was pretty well fought on both sides in the end we just made too many too many mistakes and uh, we'll get into those mistakes here in a little bit, but let's just start with the first period here. Um, first five minutes, first five minutes, we're just kind of feeling everybody out. There wasn't much going on there, but still pretty good game overall. You could tell both teams were ready to play. It was a, it was a fun game overall and all throughout tonight's game. Um, but the first thing I wrote down was there was a really big save by Otter on uh, Evan Bouchard. I think is the first name, Bouchard. And then Hintz would have a chance, and then Robo would have a shot and a chance. It's a tip, and it almost goes five-hole, but uh, Stuart Skinner gets the save there. Um, Pavelski would also have a tip chance, and then shots with eight minutes remaining in the first period. It's six to six. There's a really big hit by Glenn Denning in the D zone, which is we're starting to see that more physical side out of Luke Glenn Denning, which is good. And then the Oilers have a scary chance right off the rush and literally about 15 seconds after said rush for Oilers. Hintz scores the first goal of the game. It's a three-on-two with a Dallas rush chance. It's just a perfect tic-tac-toe play by that top line. What did you think of the goal there, James? Yeah, it was funny because I think everyone who was watching here all all screamed when Robertson passed it because he was alone in the slot. We're like, what are, what are you doing? Why would you pass it? But but Hintz just has the, the easy slap shot one-timer into a pretty much open net. So. And he didn't even get it completely at all either, did he? No, he, he shot. Didn't. He, 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 he didn't. I, went, I, mean, I don't want to say he. It was a wide open he, net. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say he fanned on it, but he slightly fanned on it. So, yeah. but I'm sure everyone in the building and everyone watching thought that Robertson was going to shoot that puck. I mean, I the, goal, the goaltender, the goaltender definitely thought he did, and that's why Hintz gets the goal because it's just wide open on the side. After Hens gets that goal, Ben fills in McDavid, which is kind of nice to see. It's good to see Jamie Ben do that. 
there was a really good defensive play by Kiviranta on McDavid uh, with a pass off the rush, and McDavid would have had an easy goal there, but good play by Kiviranta. And then, of course, the person that can never score in a Dallas Stars uniform, Matthias Yanmark, as an Oiler, scores off a Koskin pass, and Sagan's got to make a defensive play there, and that was a big mistake by Sagan. Yeah, it was a huge mistake by Sagan. He lets the pass, first of all, go through him, He's not supposed to be stopping that pass anyway. He's supposed to be tying up Yanmark's, Yanmark's stick. And then Yanmark shoots it into the net and it goes past Sagan's stick a second time. So he missed the puck twice and he did, and he wasn't even in the right place to tie him up. It's, it's just a bad play. Again, that will be a very common theme throughout tonight's episode is individual mistakes. And Sagan there with an individual mistake. Right after the goal, the... Oilers start pressing with about four minutes remaining and they go for that second goal and Yamamoto gets a chance off the rush after Nils Lundqvist tried to pinch. He did, wasn't, he did not get a successful pinch there. Um, the shot just missed the net and it was a scary chance for him. Uh, Yanmark and Marchment got matching minors, which I thought was kind of weird. So there was four on four for two minutes during those two minutes. It was actually kind of fun. The four on four was pretty good. I thought the Oilers were yeah. going to completely outskate us, but the stars held their own against them. Yeah. And, and honestly, we had, uh, Johnson had a chance in that four on four that he probably should have scored. And that was the next thing I wrote down is he was completely robbed by Stuart Skinner. And if he elevates it just yeah. a little bit more, just a little bit that that's in the back of the net. Yeah. It's just not high enough. And he he also was handcuffed a little bit. It, it, his he, he didn't wasn't able to get full elevate yeah, on it. So, but but I mean, this is a, th those chances you're gonna get once every like three or four games. You gotta you have to put them in the back of the net. With a minute remaining, fans call a penalty. The refs don't. It's Nurse on Pavelski. I I, I don't think it was a penalty. It, it I think it was Pavelski trying play. to make a play. It was I don't a slew foot. I don't think so. Uh, Pavelski's trying to make a play there, but I mean, he does get slew footed. So I, I think he could have gotten called for tripping very easily there. It, it was annoying to me that then the broadcast went and talked about how great of a defensive play it was. Yeah. Darnell Nurse sounds like, uh... and I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment about the, the broadcast for the rest of the night because I just don't like national broadcasts in general, but it, it was, it, I, I get so frustrated when I hear them talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then right after that, Sagan turned the puck over twice in the final minute of that period. And I was just like, that was probably one of the worst periods I've seen Sagan play. I didn't even realize that you had posted that on, on that I Twitter community it. group. Yeah. I tweeted it. it. It's, it seriously is the worst period Sagan has played in a very, very long time. I mean, even, even when we were mad at him for not scoring at all and all that, through all of that, he he never had a period that was this bad defensively. And he he was the the catalyst in that first period. Is like he he's got to make that play there. He he's got to be able to make that defensive play there. And he played better and he got a goal as the game went along. But uh, some of those turnovers, some of those mistakes, unfortunately, would cost the game tonight for the Stars. Yeah, and it's frustrating that after the first period, it's tied 1-1, when really, really, we should be ahead by one. 
Going into the second period, right off the bat, Johnson scores off of a Marchment pass. Holy crap. What a pass and what a shot. Right, That right there shows you exactly what Wyatt Johnson can be for years to come. And that's the first time we've kind of seen a streaky, you know, Wyatt Johnson going for it with his speed. And, I mean, it was uh, – Skinner had no chance on that shot. A lot of the time we see him – near the net stick handling and getting those nice backhand goals and stuff. But it was, it, it was, he's just flying up the side. Uh, the forward that was supposed to be back was not as far back as he should have been. And Johnson skates right around him with a nasty 81 mile an hour wrist shot to the top left corner. No chance. Absolutely. No, no chance. chance. No chance at all. Literally picks a corner. It, it, it hit the corner and dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sagan would have a redirect chance a minute later. So I was like, okay, I got to mention that because that was a good play by Sagan there. Dallas would go on the penalty kill. Sagan <laughs> goes to the box for hooking. I'm just like, and I, I, I actually wrote this down. I was like, okay, he did something good. Oh, he did something bad. <laughs> so, and, and that was one of the things that I was thinking about coming into this game. It's like that this Oilers team, they're going to score on the power play. If we, if we give them any. And luckily, we only ended up giving them two tonight, but they, I mean, they still score on one. Don't do it. Especially against, I mean, their their power play has just been really hot recently too, in my opinion. It, it's, you just can't do it. McDavid being on the ice for two minutes straight, they're, they're going to find a way to score. Someone's going to be open. And the goal you're talking about ties the game at two on the power play from Zach Hyman. It was just a Point shot, and he finds the rebound, puts it away. It was just a mad scramble in front of Ottinger there. So 2-2 going forward. Uh, Marchment would have a chance for himself in the slot. It was a good play by him there. Dallas would go on the power play. Kulak would get the interference penalty there. Jamie Benn hits the pipe after a broken play. It, it was crazy how it got to the net, but nonetheless, Ben hits the pipe. Edmonton it, kills it, the power play. I mean that that pipe hit was also it, it went off of nurse's leg nurse stuck out his leg and got enough on it that it deflected off and then hit the pipe and then goes out so it, it's a it's a great play by nurse and you probably are hope wishing that ben would have elevated it just like literally three centimeters that's that's all it needed and it's in the back of the net if you do not elevate you will not accumulate thank you and that mar marks the second time that we're right in front of the net on, on top of the crease with the puck and with a half wide open net and we miss it. Moving on from there, they do kill the power play Edmonton does. And I thought it was an okay power play, but they could have used a lot more pressure there. It, it just felt like they had their chances, but the, it wasn't like a push. If that makes any sense, they weren't getting any momentum off of it, I guess is what I should say. Yeah, for sure. It was, we would get into the zone and we would set up for a second and then we would take a shot like instantly and it go off the boards and out of the zone. It was just, we just need to calm down a little bit on the first one. I think just trying to get back in, trying to get back in the game after giving up the lead like that is just, just rough. Right after the Edmonton Oilers kill off the power play about three minutes later, Ryan Nugent Hopkins he scores from an extreme angle off of a Ben turnover. So Ben turns the puck over, but I don't blame I don't blame Ben on that play. I don't blame Otter. I don't blame the defense that Sugar. was on that side. It was just a good shot and yeah. it was just a freak play. 
Yeah, it was it was it was a shot that went off of Suter's stick and just rode up it and went right into the net. It's it's it happens. It's unlucky. Sometimes you get rewarded for throwing the puck at the net, and they did. And he has been hot too, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's been playing very well as of late. Yeah, so he, he was. He, I thought he was their best skater on the ice tonight. Honestly. Right after that, Miller got some good. Uh, had a couple of shots there, and I. I kind of wrote this down. I want to talk about it for a split second because this was halfway through the second period. It looks like Miller's got some sort of offensive potential. Have you noticed anything like that? Uh, and it was oh, just yeah, a thought definitely. I had. I mean, he's he's looked great the past couple of games, honestly. He's taking shots when he thinks he has a chance to score. He's taking slap shots from the point. He he's He's taking over being the aggressive guy on the – Suter Miller pairing and it's making Suter play back which I love because then Suter never touches the puck and he can just make the defensive plays that he always makes and that's fine and it works so yeah I, I like I like the way Miller has looked recently he's trying to be more offensive and honestly the the past couple of games I mean he's had one or two goals he's he's looked good would you give him a shot on the power play that was my thought because no. you know we've been We've been talking about how Suter has not been doing good, and well, we've been trying Lundquist to find is still on that second power play unit now. I mean, he played on the second power play unit tonight, and I think he's looked good. But I, I think there's something there for Miller, and I think if you want to give him a boost in his confidence, I think that could be something that we could unlock Miller's potential. I don't know how much he's there, but I'd at least give him a shot. I think the difference is that when we see Miller be aggressive like this, he's always the one taking the shots. Whereas the defenseman on the power play is supposed to kind of, you're, you're supposed to be quarterbacking it. You're, you're passing, you're trying to get it to people in good spots. So I don't know that I want to see Miller on the power play because of that. And that's fair. It was just a random thought I had. I mean, maybe, maybe you could throw him on there as a second defenseman on the second power play unit. I wouldn't mind that instead of having like Foxa on there. I yeah, think I did notice work. that. Yeah. Robo would have a wraparound shot. Uh, nothing would come of it. There was an extended D zone shift for the fourth line because they were being pressed in by the Oilers. Big hit by Delandria with three minutes remaining on Kulak. There was a like a mini scrum between the two for a little bit. Or nothing would come of that though. Uh, ben would have a redirect chance, and then Sagan would score on the Dallas power play after Fogel gets an interference call, and. I wanted them to show more aggression here, and they didn't really on the power play, but they got reward with it nonetheless. And it was Sagan with the redirection from Marchment point shot. So Marchment with two assists on the night. Yeah, it comes straight off of a faceoff. It's it's a set play. You win the faceoff, you pull it back, you give it to someone at the point. Someone's in front of the net, you slap it to them, and it's a tip in. It's it's a good it's a good play, and it comes directly because we win as many faceoffs as we do. To end the period, Edmonton has a two-on-one, and it's Yamamoto again. I mean, it's, there, there were too many odd man rushes for my liking tonight. And he had a chance after Dallas had a really bad line change. So that could have been very, very bad for the Stars, but nothing comes of it. And to end the third, second period, excuse me, it's 3-3. Three to three, And I was like, this is a great game. Both teams are playing pretty well. And... I was out honestly thinking, even if we lose this game, I'm still happy about the outcome. And, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately that would change. <laughs> and, and it wasn't because the Stars played bad. It wasn't because the Stars played bad. It, it's because they made 
individual mistakes, and we'll talk about it here in the third. But what did you think about the second overall or up to that point in the game? Again, I thought it was it, it was a fun game to watch. It's it was a very competitive game. It's 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 the kind of game that you want national broadcast to get. You don't want to get like the dumb blowouts where your Boston's playing the Coyotes. This was a, a very competitive game. It looked great and we played really well for I'd say like 50 minutes. <laughs> Hey, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code THPN bet five dollars on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details so going into the third Dallas we get a power play within the first minute Koskin gets the high sticking on Miller and this was a common theme on the power play for the stars tonight, but they, and I guess maybe this is just through the season too. They've been having a hard time entering the ozone cleanly on the power play. They, they, they just can't do it. And it seems like the only way they can be super successful on the power play is if they win the face off right off the bat. And there were several times in tonight's game that they didn't win the face off and they were able, they were never able, excuse me, to cleanly enter the zone. Is that something that you noticed? A little bit, yes. But I mean, we were winning the majority of faceoffs tonight and we we were just losing the ones on the power play. I mean, that that's just you got to be a little bit more intense on those. The defenders definitely are when you're on the penalty kill, you're definitely more intense on those faceoffs because if you win them, they they have to re-enter the zone like that. That's why those faceoffs are so important. So losing losing important faceoffs or key faceoffs was definitely a problem tonight, at least on the power play. And that shows in the uh, the faceoff percentage tonight. Dallas was at fifty nine percent to to Edmonton's forty one percent. So they we very clearly dominated in the faceoff circle overall. Um, but continuing on from there, that Edmonton would kill that power play off. Dallas would go on the penalty kill, so Edmonton would go back on the power play. Delandria gets the call for chipping, and I thought it was just a bunch of crap. McDavid 100% just fell down, and I I hate that. It, it, no offense to those that play soccer, but it reminded me of those soccer players. They get slit. What's the technical term? There's a slide tackle that happens, and then they don't even get hit, and then they sit there and grab their shin for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, that's so pathetic. Yeah, I, it's it's the stronger, strongest, one of the strongest skaters in the league gets tapped on the knee and he falls and it's tripping. I mean, but that's also just we should know this by now. You can't put your stick there. <laughs> Don't put your stick there. I thought we learned that. So during that power play, though, for the Oilers, Hyman would actually take a an interference call. I didn't actually think that it was an interference call, but we got lucky on that. So it'd be four on four. It, think, Go ahead. I, it a hundred percent was on purpose. He he's coming back out of the zone 
because he's going to be offside if he isn't. And he skates right to the back of Hawkenpaw and trips him. While McDavid is trying to enter the zone on the side that Hawkenpaw is on. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. I mean, if, if, you, if he just like hits him like shoulder-shoulder contact, that's fine. That's not what he did. He stuck at his skate. He did skate to the back of Hockenpah's skate and tripped him. I need to go back and watch that play again because I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I saw, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, it was four on four for a minute and 11 seconds, and then Dallas had a power play for about 48 seconds, and there was not much on that power play, but the movement from the Stars was better in those 48 seconds than in the power play before, which was a full two minutes, so that was the frustrating part. Um, Miro would have a point shot with about... 10 minutes remaining in the third period. Chaos ensues in front of Skinner, and of course, Pavelski got a tip on it because but that's what Pavelski does. And there was a great D play by Suter on a backdoor play that Hyman had, so it could have been a goal right then and there. And then there was a really big chance for Miller. Miller was had all the time in the world, and he misses the net. I mean, you at, yeah. at the very least, Colin Miller, it's like, I know you're not a, a scorer, and you're not you know, in the top four defense right now. But you've got to hit the net with that shot, especially when it's this close. And honestly, James, yeah. I thought up to this point, I thought the Stars were the better team in the third period. Uh, they definitely played harder earlier in the third. But it was just, I mean, we missed too many chances tonight. We had too many scoring chances that we should have put it in the back of the net that we just didn't. I mean, we got the we had the Johnston one on the forum four early in the first. We had the Ben one when we were on the power play, and we have another Miller one here that doesn't even get on net. It's 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 too many missed opportunities on on grade A scoring chances. And I was getting really frustrated at this point because I'm just like, you know, it really is just going to take one mistake for Edmonton to turn around and take the lead. And, of course, that's exactly what happens. Miro turns the puck over after a questionable pass. He, he's made some really plays. He, it, was, it was a really bad pass. He's made some plays this year that I've just, like, he normally wouldn't make those kind of plays. And we, we've seen that at least recently. Not uh, not a ton, not as bad as Suter, but still plays that he normally doesn't make. And he turns the puck over, turns it over to, of all people, Leon Dreisaitl. And he passes it to Warren Fogel. Fogel puts it in the back of the net. It's four to three Edmonton. Yeah. And, and honestly, at that point, it was, it was kind of dagger time because I know, I know that we've had the other team score third period goals against us like this. And then we come back, but we had all the momentum this time, all of it. We were, we, we were controlling the puck really well. And we were not letting McDavid or Drysaddle touch the puck basically at all tonight. We were doing amazing at it. And it, it just took one turnover and it goes straight to Drysaddle and it's in the back of the net. It, it's so frustrating because because we played very well against McDavid and Drysaddle. I, I think careful is the better word for it. We played very carefully when McDavid and Drysaddle were on the ice. And the one time we didn't, it goes in the back of the net. And that's just that's just not sticking all the way to the game plan till the end of the game. It it's it's a it's a really, really bad turnover from Hayskinen. And it honestly that's what cost us the two points tonight. That's that's some very good insight, James. That's that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I couldn't have said it any better. Um right after the goal, 
Edmonton would just go straight for it to try and extend their lead. And Otter made a very big save on Zach Hyman. That could have ended the game right then and there. And at least it was extended for another four minutes to at least give Dallas a chance to get back in this game. Um, Miller had a chance with the third line on the ice. The third line was doing really well, cycling the puck deep in the zone. Miller came down the left-hand side and he had a pretty decent shot at it. And then it was saved by Skinner and he was hacked off because he took his, he took a stick and whacked the, the glass after the shot was saved. So Miller had a couple chances tonight. And then three minutes later, McDavid scores on a two on one rush. It goes five hole. And if there's a thing that you hate to hear as a goalie is you hate to hear the thud in the back of the net, because that means that the puck was not even elevated at all. Yeah. It's, it's a pinch from Suter. That's exactly what he's supposed to do when we have four minutes left in the game and we're down one. But like I said, when Suter touches the puck, he tends to turn it over. That's exactly what he did. Goes the other way. It's two on one. You're hoping that Otter saves that one. He probably should have had that one, but it's it's Connor McDavid. What are you going to do? And then Yanmark, we get his second of the game. The, the, the dude scored more against the Stars than he ever did for the Stars. And he gets the empty net goal, his second goal of the game. And the Edmonton Oilers end with the win tonight, 6-3. to three. What's I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but let's talk about it again. Uh, what was the biggest thing that happened in tonight's game, James? We played very well against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for 50 minutes, and then we didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's literally all it takes. I mean, that that's what it takes to lose against the Edmonton Oilers right now. If Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are on and you're not paying attention and being as careful as you possibly can be every single time they are on the ice, they are going to score. For me, it was just missed opportunities and individual mistakes. If I, mm. if, if we were like titling all these episodes, that's what I would title it. Missed opportunities, individual mistakes. Cause there were several individual mistakes. Sagan probably had the worst period defensively that I think I've ever seen him play in recent mind. And I mean, there was Suter. I, I know you said Suter did what he was supposed to, but I, I mean, you, you, you still turn you, the you puck got, over. You got to <laughs> you, you got to know who's but, on the ice but, at that point, though. But it, but honestly, once we were there, it was already Haskinen had made the biggest mistake of the night, and there was no turning back from it. Mm-hmm. It, it was going to take um, it was going to take a, a pinch like that to go our way. And us to be able to put it in the back of the net. And it just, it wasn't happening. Well, and then, uh, which goal was it? Oh, no, it wasn't a goal. But it, uh, Nils Lundqvist also tried to pinch back in the first period. And it led to a really good chance for Yamamoto. So th- there was another individual mistake there. It didn't cost them anything at that point, but it could have. And then yeah. as for the missed opportunities, you already mentioned it. Johnston had a chance uh, to get a second of the game. Uh, ben had an opportunity if he just elevated it just a little bit more. And obviously the, I, I even forgot who was the last one. Miller, Miller, Miller had, Miller had a chance as well. So it, it's, I think that's all it was. Um, I, I'm not mad. I'm not angry at all, but I am very frustrated because we played such a good game overall and we don't get the, we don't get to reap the rewards tonight. And, and unfortunately really the only person that you can kind of point at to, 
to say was kind of the turning point. It was it was Haskinen tonight. Haskinen, I mean, I we talk about this all the time. Our first unit scores because Haskinen is the one quarterbacking it. The first unit on the power play tonight did not look great. And he makes the costly turnover that that pretty much sends us into desperation mode where we have to pinch to get that extra goal. And when you turn it over to the best two people, the best two scorers in the league, yeah, they're going to score. So a couple of questions that I saw all over here in the, in the, uh, the chat over here. I'll, I'll pull them up for a second. But uh, Ryan... Are we worried about Otter giving up five goals? Um, no. Typically, it's, it's Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> two things. Two things. Yeah. First off, it's the Edmonton Oilers. I, I I don't really blame them for any of the goals tonight. I don't. It was individual the, the mistakes from one, other people. The only one that I think you could say was a mistake on his part was the one that he gave up to McDavid. And even then, it's McDavid on a two on one. That is going to be hard. You're not going to expect him to go low either. Yeah, that, and the other thing is, is that you got to give Otter a a break because yeah. uh, on the road trip that, that he played a, excellent. He played absolutely yeah, he excellent, and he was really good. And we gave him so much crap because before that road trip he was kind of struggling a little bit. But tonight, I don't think it's his fault at all, and I'm not worried about him. And, and really, really, if if we don't turn over the puck, if Hasting doesn't turn over the puck right there and give give away that goal that that the Oilers take to lead and, or if Sagan is just stick checking Yanmark on the first goal, it's, it's completely different. I mean, it's, it was defensive mistakes that led to the goals. Whereas before, before the road trip, it really was, it was kind of just, he was coughing up some really bad rebounds and he was missing some kind of soft shots. All right, so let's wrap up the game with a little bow. I do want to talk about one thing for one split second because it it kind of popped up today, and I'm I, I don't want to speculate, but I, I just I just hope everything's okay. Uh, we need to mention Dennis Garyanov because maybe this explains everything as to why his play has been suffering over the past couple of years. Um, he has taken a leave of absence from the team to return to Russia, and. Again, I, I hate to to think about stuff like this, but it makes me think about the whole Flyers goalie prospect situation back in the offseason. And the fact that, you know, there was threats basically by the by you know who, and I, if, if I need to say his name, you don't know who I'm talking about, about certain players, including Artem Groshnikov, a, a Dallas Stars prospect, basically being threatened to serve in the Russian army with the invasion going on right now and he's going back to russia i mean i, I don't want to speculate or anything like that but I, I i all i say is that whatever it is if it, if it's like a family member death or something ser more serious or sinister is going on i just hope that he's doing okay and my prayers are out to him and his family right now because it could be a very scary situation yeah for sure well, I hate to end it on a on a on a sour note like that, but uh, Dennis Dennis, if you hear this, our prayers are with you, man. Hope you're okay. Hope your family's okay. And and for how much how much crap we give him about how he's played and what we actually expect from him, he really is still he's he's a great hockey player. Our team is obviously worse without him, 
anyone else in the lineup, it's it's pretty much not helping. But I mean, it, he's it just hope. Hopefully, he's able to stay safe out there. Well, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. We'll talk more uh, tomorrow night. Because of the game tonight, I think we're going to do an extended episode tomorrow night. I, I, I think we still need to talk about that. I don't know if Chris is going to be able to do it because he kind of lost his voice. And uh, Oh, I had two root canals, by the way. So this is how much now, I, I don't know you how you're talking. <laughs> I don't know how you're talking right I, now. I, I'm honestly impressed. Yeah, I had it at 2 o'clock. I had it at 2 o'clock. I had two root canals done. And I'm still here talking to you guys. That's how much I love y'all and how much I care wait, about this. Wait. We didn't do biggest winners and losers. Oh, shoot. I guess we do get a finish. Okay, that'll that'll be a little bit more fun to end with. Okay, let's just do biggest loser first to get it out of the way since that's less fun. So biggest loser. Uh, hey, Skinnin, because we had lots of power play chances, opportunities. He didn't look great on him, and he gives away a really, really bad turnover that cost us the game. It's pretty simple. I will give it to two people for two different reasons. Sagan in the first period was really bad. And I know that he scored the goal, but still he had a very bad uh, period defensively in the first, but I know he'll bounce back from that. And uh, the second one is Miller just because the, I, I see Wait, some offensive potential. I know I, I see <laughs> some offense. <laughs> I see some offensive potential there from Colin Miller. And I just want to see him unlock it. And I think he can score some goals. So, We'll see if he can unlock it. And he had multiple chances tonight and just couldn't get it in the back of the net. James, who's your biggest winner? I was going to give my winner to Miller because Miller really has looked <laughs> really... He's he's looked really, really good in the past couple of games. I know normally we do just one game, right? But he, he looked great in this game. He's getting his chances. That's not what we're expecting from him at all. He's kind of just a filler. Like, he's supposed to be like a hawk and paw. We just got him because we needed another player to play. And he is showing that he can do more than just fill minutes. He's showing that he can have those big slap shots from the point. He can give us opportunities to score. So yeah, Miller, biggest winner. For me, I'll give it to, I don't know. White Johnston. Yeah, I was I was going to say that, Wyatt Johnston. Actually, <laughs> you were reading my mind. That I was, like, I was reading your mind. Yeah. Wyatt Johnston was fantastic tonight. If, if he just elevates it just a little bit, I... I think he has two goals in tonight's game and maybe this game ends up a little differently. Cause I think at that point it would have been what would have been, we would have gotten the three, two lead and we would have gotten the three, two lead. Yeah, that's right. So instead of giving up three, two lead. Right. So <sighs> if only, yeah, it just, it just slipped through our fingers tonight. It was a competitive game until, until we gave a turnover up. Yep. That's the story of the game. Lots more storylines coming to you guys tomorrow night. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the Stars' lack of success against the playoff teams and definitely the top 10 teams. We need to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Delandria. I think we need to talk about him and Sagan. And uh, just th there's, there's something missing with this team with a top six forward and a top four defenseman. I feel like you get one of each, and this team is really successful. But we'll, we'll talk about that more tomorrow night. Any, anything else, James, you want to say? Nope. We got the game on Friday as well against Montreal at home. 7 o'clock start this time. It says starting at 8.50. Thanks, TNT. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, really. We, Goodness. We even, it's 12.05. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it, but I was just like, you know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's so late. <laughs> I understand 
fully understand because they want to do the double header thing. It is so annoying. <laughs> yes. I mean, the game ended at like what? 11.15? It was 11.30 almost. That was ridiculous. All right, guys. Um, go and check out StarCasticMarksShop.com for all the latest merch options. We do have a bath mat. We do have a bath, bath mat. Mats. Chris? Yes. If you're listening, we do have a bath mat now. Um, and then also go check out our new website, StarCasticMarks.com. I'm trying to get James to write a blog post. Everyone peer pressure James to do a blog post. He needs to do one because he has a lot of good thoughts better than mine sometimes. And then uh, we'd really appreciate it if you guys would leave us a review, comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz. You know what to do. We'd really appreciate it. And along with James, my name is Ryan with two root canals done today. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you guys are listening. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night.